February was Black History Month and March is Women's History Month. So there's no better time to celebrate the legacy of Star Trek's Nichelle Nichols. A new book for children was released in late February. Entitled To Boldly Go, How Nichelle Nichols and Star Trek Helped Advance Civil Rights, the book makes good on its title's promise, taking a look at how Nichols and Trek fought against racism in the 1960s. I had a chance to catch up with the writer Angela Dalton and illustrator Lauren Semmer to talk about the book and the late, great Nichelle Nichols. I'm T. Rick Jones, and this is your Daily Star Trek News. So I want to start with a basic question. And actually, Lauren, I'm going to ask you first. Uh, Are you, I'm assuming you're a Star Trek fan? I watched it growing up as a kid, a lot on uh, the local news channel. Uh, It was like channel nine, I think it was. It was like after the news, they would always play it. So I watched it growing up a lot. And so when the book came along, I had some familiarity with it and with Michelle as well. So yeah. That's cool. And yeah. Angela, you talk a lot in the book about your, about your origins with Star Trek, but just recap for me. Um, tell me about the red Kool-Aid and, and Star Trek and your parents and all that. Yeah, I kind of the same, similar to Lauren, you know, I remember watching it, the reruns as a kid. Um, and every Saturday night, it was my mom, my dad, me and a glass of Kool-Aid, red Kool-Aid. It was like really the only time that my parents were cool with me drinking something that was that sugary and that processed. So that's where it became like a Star Trek treat. Um, You know, but even like continuing on, my cousin's husband actually was just such a tech file. Like he had every laser, like he had laser discs, he had beta recorders and camcorders and everything. And so I would go to his house and he had like every Star Trek movie on laser disc and we would have like weekend marathons of watching all of the star trek movies like star trek motion picture you know the wrath of khan and then and going even growing even older than that then came along um the next generation right like Jordy LaFord, come on. Um, so like Jordy LaFord, you know, Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan and uh, Wesley Crusher. Like I loved the next generation. And, and then I became a little bit older. And so we had a little bit of a break and, um, you know, but it's been really fun to get back into all of the spinoffs like Picard and Discovery and um, Below Deck. Um, so it's been like fun to kind of reconnect with and especially through writing this book. How did you come up with the idea for doing a, a book about Michelle Nichols, um, you know, for kids? Um, was it your idea or did HarperCollins approach you or and did you guys conceive it together or did you get sort of hooked up? Did HarperCollins put you together? Yeah, I was literally standing in line at Target. And I turned to my left and there was an end cap with this beautiful 50th anniversary of Time Magazine of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And of course on the cover is like the gorgeous Nichelle Nichols, right? So it's like, well, have to buy that. And so I bought it and I took it home and, you know, just like reading through it, like a little kid, like, you know, all the stories and looking at all the pictures and learning about all of the, the costuming and and then also really about the impact of the show that Gene Roddenberry and, and Star Trek had on, you know, mass media and, and um, American television. 
But then like a couple of days later, I was watching Drunk History and they did a, re, a reenactment of this moment that I had never heard of, which was really weird because considering just how much we watched Star Trek, how much we loved Star Trek in my family. And of course, like, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. To hear this story, to watch the story about, you know, Nichelle Nichols and her leaving Star Trek because of the amount of racism that and prejudice that she was receiving on the production lot and just this faithful meeting that she had with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and him telling her like I am a trucker like this is the only show like Coretta and I let our children watch and so at that moment I was like okay there has to be a picture book about Nichelle Nichols number one and there has to absolutely be a picture book about this meeting I mean Again, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is during the civil rights movement. And in my research, there was no, there was no book um, that existed for kids in the picture book world. And so I just took that as a sign that I had to write it. So I actually, I wrote the script and um, my agent and I submitted it to a few different publishers, but HarperCollins was the one who really wanted to publish it. And Lauren, you yeah. were familiar with the show, but you weren't as much of a fan as Angela, as Angela Azen was. Um, did you so did you do a lot of research? Did you watch watch a lot of episodes? I, yeah. So um I was approached by the publisher, um, HarperCollins, after they they took the manuscript on and I read the manuscript and I was so moved by it. I just was like, this is and it's such an interesting period of time in history and it's such an important story. And I think what Star Trek represents is this amazing idea of everybody being able to work together. You know, so that was a part of kind of something, a story I wanted to tell. And I did have to do a lot of research. Um, I knew who Nichelle was, you know, and I knew I knew about her as an artist. But, you know, understanding that she created the role um, on the show was like huge. And so I really kind of wanted to research all the little facets of the role because that's a big part of who she was as an artist. You know, so um, I did a lot of research. I looked at a lot of YouTube videos of clips from the past. It's hard to find you know, some of these older ones. And that was really fun um, to, to do that. And just, you know, cause I had to, you know kind of create this character based on the character. I couldn't exact, you know you can't exactly just copy something. And I didn't want to, I wanted to create sort of a uh, impression of her and a, a portrait of, of who she was. So I did a lot of research, a lot of, you know YouTube videos, reading, just looking at all period of time and fashion and trying to kind of develop who she, you know was at this time in her life. I mean, Lauren did such a great job. You would think like she was a trekker and had been for many years because the research, the level of research and just how the illustrations came out is just like, they're just masterful. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. Was, I mean, I am like more so now because I just, I feel like the people who are are just like the most, like the most interesting, smart people. And then you just see the show and you're just like, this is like amazing. And it's, it's just really, it was a, it was a fun. That's why I love my job is I get to kind of like jump into someone else's world and like learn about it. And then it, like, I take it with me. It's just the best. So. <laughs> Were you working on this when Michelle was still alive? Did she know that a book was coming out? About, a children's book was coming out? I, yeah. oh, good. I was going to say, I don't, I'm not sure. I, we were, I was working on it when she was alive still. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not, just, I'm not sure if she knew about it. I know um, in 2019, they were planning um, her, her farewell tour in Burbank, uh, California. And I live in Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this book in my hand. I'm going to go see Miss Nichols, show her the book. And then the pandemic hit. 
And so um, I, there, I had an email, a very brief email exchange with her sister, Marion Smothers, um, who knew the book was coming out. And so I believe that she was told, but you know, also towards the end of her life, she was, um, you know, suffering from dementia yeah. and um, she had had a series of strokes. So, you know, her, her mental capa uh, capabilities weren't, you know, a hundred percent, unfortunately. Um, but, and then she passed before the book was actually published. So unfortunately yeah. we never got to meet her, even though I was hoping. I mean, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, I mean, obviously you want to, you know, I mean, the business behind bookmaking, you want to, you know, have the most impact. Um, but it also felt that it was just more um, in her honor, you know, it was like the perfect way to, um, because she had just passed in July of 2022 and, you know, they knew her birthday was December 28th. And so they kind of wanted to split the difference between that of like when her birthday was and when, um, uh, Black History Month happened. And books also come out generally on a Tuesday um, of, of each month, every week. And so, you know, so of course there was, you know, the alignment of Black History Month, um, but then Women's History Month comes after as well. So we've got two chances to celebrate Miss Nichols. Take me through um, uh, what the way, the way a book like this happens. Take me through the collaboration from the pitch all the way up to when it gets published. Sure. So, I mean, after I saw the Drunk History episode, I started my research and that entailed, you know, reading Miss um, Nichols' uh, autobiography, Beyond Ahura, which was so, it was incredible because again, I didn't really know that much about her as a person. I knew her as the actress, but to find out, you know, that she had this, like, just amazing life of, you know, she... Um, you know, was a ballerina dancer at a very young age and in a time when like most black women, black children didn't have access to that type of instruction or that, or even that type of dance. And so she was very, she did, she was excelled at it. Um, she was actually admitted into the Chicago Academy of Ballet that, you know, for a black girl during her time was unheard of. And she knew she wanted to be a performer. And so like to read her story of how she became, you know, um, a dancer for Duke Ellington, and then to go and be on this film, this little film called Porgy and Bess with just a couple people like, you know, Sidney Poitier and Dorothy Dandridge and, you know, <laughs> like Harry, Harry Belafonte, like, you know, all of black royalty, Hollywood royalty <laughs> on this film. And so she was, that's where she got her start in film. And those, those a lot of those actors and actresses became her lifelong friends. And so, you know, and then she comes to Star Trek thinking, well, I can be, you know, I can be anywhere. I belong everywhere. And she gets this pushback from a studio and faces all this racism. And what was really interesting to me was to learn about, you know, we, we, see, we have a tendency in this country to think about the civil rights movement only happening in the South, you know, that racism was only in the South. And I think her book for me was a, was a, a reminder and a very needed reminder that racism was everywhere. So everywhere she went, it didn't matter if it was Salt Lake City or the Mason-Dixon borderline, she was dealing with, you know, very extreme uh, conditions of racism. 
and just trying to survive. And so I was reading her book. Sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent there, but I was reading her book and um, I did there, you know, there's hundreds, I think Lauren kind of alluded to this. There's like hundreds of hours of interviews um, that she's done over the course of her life. So it was really fun to just sit down and watch those interviews and hear her voice talk about this story, tell the story about the meeting with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and what led after that her impact on diversifying NASA. So I wrote the story. It took me um, probably about a year and a half, almost two years to write it. We, again, gave it to my agent. We put it on submission and HarperCollins acquired it. And um, at that point, usually in traditional publishing, the author and the illustrator never meet each other. I didn't know, I, I had a list. I knew the short list of, of illustrators that they were going to be speaking to. And I was really happy to see Lauren's name on the list. She'd written, she'd been an illustrator of this beautiful book called The ABCs of Black History. Um, and it just was such a fan of her work. And so at that point, Lauren, I'm going to pass it over to you because I don't know what happened behind the curtain once. Yeah. <laughs> So essentially, I, I mean, basically, I just was looking through my inbox one day and I got this email and it was, you know, dear Lauren, we want to offer you this picture book story and here's the manuscript. Let us know if you're interested. And um, I was just finishing another project and I, I read it and I was um, just instantly like, yes, yes, because it was just to me, it talked about an important aspect of um, history. And it was also about an incredible person. I mean, the iconography and imagery around Star Trek, like as an artist, is like so fun. Like, it's just one of those things where you're just like, yes, 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 yes. This is like hitting all the boxes, ticking all the boxes. I really want to do this. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I did take some time with it because you have to, it's, it's a commitment to do a book. It's a year and a half of your life. It's a lot of time. You have to make sure you're ready to do it. And I, and, and so I responded when I was ready and I was like, yes, I want to do this. And we worked it out. And then from that point on, I, um, from there, I kind of sat with the manuscript for a while and then they, they give you, um, kind of a layout of what it might look like with the text and on what page the words would be on. And then you just kind of start from there. You know, I do sketches. There's lots of sketches. There's lots of revisions, especially with somebody who's a historical figure. You, getting the likeness right and, you know, getting the style and making sure you get all the right, you know, elements to the, to the art is really important. And, and I think it was really important to everybody at HarperCollins and as well as, you know, obviously with Angela to, to really, you know, honor her in the right way. So, you know, we did back and forth about that. And then, you know, eventually I think it took me maybe a year to do the art for it. I, it's like a big, it's like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a year until yeah. I was done with the art. So it's a, it's, um, you know, and it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of time you spend on it and it's, you know, and when you're done with it, it's really sad <laughs> when you finish, you're like, it's like saying goodbye to your baby or something. You know? <laughs> so it was, um, you know, and I finished, I was sad. I was like, okay, I guess I'm done with this for now, but now it's fun. We get to talk about it. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how it comes together. And I think that's basically how most storybooks come together is there's not a lot of interaction between us. We have the, the brand helps kind of, um, I mean, the brand, the publisher kind of helps, you know, facilitate a lot of that, which is, it's good because it's just keeps things moving. So now, Angela, you mentioned something in the book, actually, that I didn't know. And I thought I knew everything. Um, <laughs> um, yes. But, but, but I didn't realize that Michelle got involved in ballet because she got sick. Mm -hmm. um, what 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 did she get what what did what childhood illness was she did she have do you know 
I don't know. And I don't, she didn't list it in the book, but she was in the hospital for like a month, maybe even a little bit longer. Um, and so it, it had to do, part of her treatment was vitamin C. So she drank a lot of orange juice. Um, she did write about that, but I don't know if she actually knew what the diagnosis was, but she was in the hospital for a really long time. So yeah, so ballet was a way for her to regain, regain her strength. The doctor had said, you know, she needs to do something active and that's what she wanted to do. What is it that makes Nichelle Nichols such such an important figure in Black history? Um, you know, her herself, you know, we I know the story and a lot of Trekkies will know the story of her meeting Martin Luther King and all of that. But what is it about her that keeps for 55 years now we've been talking about Nichelle Nichols? Uh, why is that? I think it's a combination of, of many things. I think one is that she loved the conferences, the comic Con. She loved her fans so much that, you know, she was one of the few actors, original actors who showed up you know, like who, who went to every conference that she was invited to, you know, she, she spent the time, you know, that was her community. And so I think that's one reason why is because of her commitment to her fans and her loyalty to her fans. I think also because of her impact on just so many famous black people after Star Trek, you know, I mean, like I said, Whoopi Goldberg speaks of how she impacted her. Dr. Mae Jemison speaks on how she, her, she impacted her. Neil, uh, Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson talks about how, her impact on him getting into astron uh, astronomy. And so I think it's also, that's why we keep, that's why her name keeps coming up is because I don't think people really understand the rings of impact that she has made in her 50 years that go beyond the television show. And that's why we continue to celebrate her and honor her. And again, you know, diversifying NASA, that was no easy feat. And she is responsible for that. And I don't think that gets talked enough about as well. So I think it's just because of her impact that she made and just how, how it spanned out. That's why we continue to honor her. Yes. Lauren? I think um, I can speak to how, why I wanted to honor her a little bit. Um, I think that she is a creator and she created her world. She created her characters. She made something out of nothing. I mean, she really did. She created something that I think when you talk about representation, Nichelle is a perfect example of representation because she created this really amazing, strong character. She played the character. You know, she, like Angela was saying, she met with people, she connected with people. And I think that it's really important. She was, she created this thing. And I think we need to, that's why she celebrated so much. I know I wanted to celebrate her as an artist, you know, as a, a black female artist. I thought that was so cool. And it's just amazing to do a book about that. Um, also, you know, just the, the interests, I have a lot of the same interests as her. So personally, I wanted to, to honor that. Um, and I think, I think that's a, a huge part of it. I think yeah. people see her, she's just a representation of what we want to see, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that was a good answer. It was a great answer. That was your I like yours. I always, she is one character I always felt like I wanted more of. And you actually address that in the book um, that, you know, her part keeps, keeps getting cut and stuff. And I always regret that she, there were no, there weren't more storylines about her. 
Um, you know, she was, she was one of my favorites. And... Well, it's kind of interesting to see what they're doing with these new reboots because mm -hmm. it feels like they are giving more uh, storylines, they are giving more importance to Uhura as a character on the show um, than she got in the original series. So it's kind of interesting to see that come into fruition now also is like you get to see her backstory that she's from Africa, you know, that she's she speaks Swahili, she's the, the commander of the communication center, like all of that that you didn't get to see before. What is it about Red Kool-Aid? Do you just like it? You, you drink it once a year, I read somewhere. <laughs> once a year. <laughs> 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 On TV night. <laughs> um, well, it's twofold. I mean, it was definitely my childhood, you know, like Kool-Aid was it. But also like in the Black community, red Kool-Aid um, is, is symbolic for Juneteenth. Um, is one of the foods that symbolizes, you know, the blood that was shed during slavery. Um, so it's like something that is used to, you know, in honor of, of that. So in my family, you know, Red Kool-Aid was like this symbolic, you know, symbolism of Juneteenth, but, and there's also just a really sugary treat for me as a kid. So I got to the end of the book, what I thought was the end of the book. And I was like, it was great. She spent a lot of time on Star Trek, but she didn't mention any of the NASA stuff. So I was a little disappointed. And then I turned the page and there's a whole epilogue about the NASA stuff. And for a minute, I was like, oh, well, sequel. Um, <laughs> but but then you touched on it in the end and you really boiled down her her NASA her NASA career. She she did. I did some research on her when she died for her obituary and just went down a rabbit hole of all her like NASA videos and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I was doing it. I was on it for days, even though I didn't need all that research. But um, yeah, it was it's really fascinating. I think that what the impact she had on NASA. Yeah, it was hard to figure out what where to drop in on the story, um, because as much as I would have loved to start with the NASA story, since there weren't any previous books about Nichelle Nichols, it felt difficult to talk about her, but not have that backstory, not to understand, you know, why her impact on NASA was so important. Um, and so, and, and again, because I was like, if I haven't, as an X year old woman, I'm not going to get my age, but um, if I didn't know that at this age, I'm pretty sure little kids don't know this story about Martin Luther King Jr. And I think also for me personally, you know, as a kid, it was, um, I get teased a lot by my cousins that I watch Star Trek. They just were just like, that's like not like, what does that show us for nerds? And so I kind of wish that I had known that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a Trekker because I would, that would have been my response. Like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. watches it. So you're dumb. Um, so I just really wanted, you know, to I wanted kids to really understand who she was, you know, because that was really like her pivotal moment and how she was able to make impact because of what happened. Um, so, and you know, you only have uh, so many pages in a book and a picture book as well. So it was like 40 pages, that's what you get, go. Um, but I really wanted to make sure that that piece in NASA was in, it was a part of the book. That was really important to me because again, I didn't think a lot of people knew about that. You do not pull your punches in this book about racism either. Um, is there is there a line First of all, why is it important to to teach kids about about racism and and racism in in this instance in the '60s? But also, is there a line you have to walk where you have to be like, I have to I have to be a little bit careful because it's kids, or do you just go for it? 
book, well, I think for this book, I would kind of went for it. I mean, um, you know, especially what we're seeing with book bans that are happening in 2023 yeah. um, and, and critical race theory being challenged and AP African-American studies being, you know, dis disbanded and, and um, give it, taken away from school curriculums. Um, I, I think it's really important to be, to talk about racism and to talk about it honestly. Um, because there's so much revisionism that's happening right now. And for me, you know, as a black woman, as a black girl, I wasn't protected from that. I had to watch, you know, keep your eye on the prize documentaries. I had to watch all of those things happening. And, you know, it's, it's the truth. And so I think kids can handle the truth. It's, it's messy. It's hard. It doesn't feel good, but, but it's, but it's honest. And I think kids deserve the honest, the, that honesty, they deserve the truth in everything that they read. And so it was really important for me to put that in there. Now, Lauren, you, this is not the first time you've been involved in a book about for kids about black history. Did you no. like the ABCs or did you illustrate? I'm the illustrator on that book yeah the illustrator yeah um i've seen i haven't read it but i've seen pieces of it and it looks you know you've got a really great style um you know colorful and and interesting to look at so thank you um, thank you it's a so, fun job <laughs> <laughs> and it's a best-selling book too um it uh, is yeah that's amazing yeah. Well, thank you both so much, um, Angela Dalton, Lauren Summer. This has been a delight. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Well, to go, um, how Nichelle Nichols and Star Trek helped advance civil rights. It's kind of blurring out on my screen. Um, uh, you can pick it up wherever books are sold, and it's delightful. Uh, and if you have a kid, or even if you don't and want to pick it up, I think you should. It's it's a great book. Thank you both so much. Have a great night. You Thank too. You. Thank you.